are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. Angela, how are you, my dear? I'm doing awesome, babe. How are you? I'm so good. So good. Yeah. So today, guys, we are diving in on a thing that Ange actually has been working on quite a lot. It's a little bit, well, a lot of bit in my wheelhouse in connection to the chakras, but she's going to dive in and tell us about nutrition and how to eat for your chakras. And so we're going to kind of dive into both of our wheelhouses, connect them for you guys so that you can apply it to your life, spiritually physically and to really bring those two together in a really amazing way that brings your life into alignment through the physical and into the spiritual. Absolutely. So really when it comes to balancing the chakras, which is something that you do in your practice, Ashley, Mm -hmm. often what that will show up in the body as is a physical ailment or something that we're feeling that um, we can nourish our body with certain foods and bring ourselves back into balance in that way by tapping into the intuition that is already within. Mm -hmm. So what I'm thinking, Ashley, is as we work through and talk about each of the chakras, if you can just explain to people what might be showing up, if that chakra is out of balance, what would be the way that they may be able to feel that? Because for somebody that's listening that maybe doesn't know anything about chakras, they might be like, oh, uh, okay, I have this showing up, Mm -hmm. but you'll be able to connect and say, oh, that's your sacral, and that's why that's showing up in your world. So uh, let's just start right at the base so first chakra what is that so first chakra is root chakra and just so that you have a visual each chakra has a color so the red or sorry the root chakra is red in color they're spinning discs they're supposed to be spinning clockwise if the flow is going the right way which is what you want and they are not supposed to be dull in color they're very vibrant when things are open when they're charged when they're flowing in the direction that they're supposed to it's that's having an open open chakra that's in balance and so if the root chakra is out of whack what you might feel is disconnected unlike yourself and a general flatness about your life where you go through the motions but you don't really feel connected to the earth and so one of the ways that that shows up for me is often if I'm driving and I go from one place to the other and I'm like oh my god I don't even know how I got here you're just so in your head you're not even paying attention so a lack of presence when it comes to that ailment in the body, one of the ways that that actually shows up for a lot of people is constipation or diarrhea. So you're right. You think of that. It shows up in the 
pelvis. That's where that root chakra is. And that's also where, when you think of the body parts that are there, so incontinence for um, men or women can show up there, as well as an inability to release um, your poop. Mm -hmm. or an overcompensation. So a lot of people actually who struggle with diarrhea also struggle with constipation. So it's about that balance of being able to let go of what needs letting go with grace and ease and being able to kind of store it in the body in a way that doesn't cause pain. So that's one of the big things that shows up if there is a struggle in that area or if there's a blockage. So yeah. All right. And one of the cool things about food is because nature is so divinely perfect is that a lot of our red foods actually help restore balance in this area. So when if you're looking at um, restoring balance in that root chakra, you're looking at things like your root vegetables. So things like your potatoes, your carrots, your parsnips fall into this category. Also things like your protein rich foods. So chicken, meat, seafood, all those protein-rich foods that are going to be full of amino acids are also going to be really helpful. And one way to think about this is really proteins are your building blocks, right? Proteins are your foundation. And when we think about the body, really that root chakra is the foundation of your house. It is like, Absolutely. it is what grounds you, right? Yes. And so when you think about protein-rich foods, I really think you can kind of draw that parallel and think, okay, if I need more grounding, I need more protein and I need more things like your root vegetables. Also things like cayenne, strawberries, anything that's really red in color can really fall into that particular category. So even pomegranate, those kind of things will all be fantastic to help bring that red chakra back into balance. Interesting. So one of the, the analogies that I use is a tree. So tree, the roots are a very important part of the tree. It's also the part of the tree we don't see right mm. and so some of us don't realize that we are ungrounded or that our roots are kind of shitty until a storm shows up mm. and to, right so think about so our property at our place there's thousands of trees and until there's some big winds or until there's a storm we don't really actually know necessarily which trees unless it's a dying tree which ones are kind of struggling Right. And so it's the same for us. When life throws a storm at us, how are we handling it? Are we able to handle it from a place of, whoa, I've kind of been thrown off balance. Okay, back to center. I'm okay. I'm good. I, I feel safe. I feel secure. Or does it throw you completely for a loop? You feel anxious. You feel stressed. You feel completely out of sorts. That's a really good indicator that you're not grounded. And when people go through big life events, for a lot of people, it upsets their bowels. Mm. I know people who, when they are nervous, that's what shows up, right? Or when they're anxious, that's what shows up. And it's because of that storm that's showing up, it's actually impacting that root. I don't feel safe. I don't feel secure. I don't feel grounded. So interesting that you talk about the, the foods that actually literally are in the earth, right? They come from, and even strawberries, I think of like often, they're always so dirty, <laughs> right? Yes. They yes. literally have soil on them. So I think that's impressive. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. All right, moving on to the orange. Sacral chakra. Sacral chakra. And this one is really important for a lot of people and is often closed for a lot of women. Mm -hmm. And when you think of, especially women who've had children and where you think about 
where fat stores for a lot of women, there's like that belly pouch after they've had kids. And so this area represents our pleasure, our joy, our bliss, and doing things for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so after we have children, we lean more into duty. We don't necessarily do all of the things that light our own soul up. We know what lights our kids' soul up, and we do those things, right? But we don't necessarily tap back into our own energy. And so for a lot of people, and it kind of moves up from that root chakra, because they're all connected, obviously, right? And so the energy, that disconnection there, what can show up is a lot of bloating, it can show up as gut issues. Uh, leaky gut is another one that kind of shows up. And for a lot of people, actually, it shows up as back pain. Mm, mm, that lower back pain yeah. is a connection to um, that lack of pleasure. It's also the place where a lot of finances show up. Mm. Anybody who's struggling or not even necessarily struggling, but worries about money or feels guilty about having money can often show up with those lower back issues. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And for this one here, um, it's also kind of that creative center yes. too, right? Yep. So maybe lacking creativity, maybe would you even say like lacking the ability to connect with others yes yep so relationships also sit there yes, and yes. creativity and when you think of going back to that like young mom stage or mm -hmm. you're you're not necessarily in a creative season of your life mm -hmm. you're right you're keeping tiny humans alive mm -hmm. you're so busy working in the concrete of yes. just like, we've got to get lunches made, we've got to get clothes folded, we've got to get everybody to bed. It's very structured and organized so that you can function. Mm -hmm. When you're not dipping into necessarily, as much as we should be, that leaning into what feels good and taking that space to really just enjoy. Maybe you want to have a bath, but you feel like you don't have time, right? So there's a lot of that um, guilty. The reason that it shows up as guilty pleasure is because we feel guilt for having that pleasure because there's other things we should be doing. Mm, interesting, interesting. Mm. So for this particular chakra, we are again connecting with the color. So orange is where this color connects. So anything orange, carrots, squash, oranges, um, mangoes. This is also nuts and seeds fall mm. into this particular category okay. as something that will help with balancing it out. Turmeric, ginger, those will be fantastic things for the body if you need to restore a little bit more balance in that area. And then also things like salmon, rich in omega-3. So really, mm -hmm. it's built around orange colors and then also around fats. So things like your nuts and seeds, which is very interesting. Amazing. Interesting. And so, guys, the other thing that I think is so powerful with all of this is Food is energy. energy. It converts Absolutely. into that energy, right? And so even just areas where you notice that extra energy seems to be storing, mm -hmm. right? For those of us who are holding more body fat is what yes. you're communicating. If you're holding, yes, if you're holding more body fat in one area, that is a very good indicator for you based on what your chakras are doing. Mm -hmm. And again, when you think of after you've had babies, there's that mommy pouch that some people just like, oh, I just can't seem to. It's because 
because of the lack of pleasure and joy and goodness that you're feeling just for your own self or that creativity or your relationships, maybe you're struggling a little bit. It, that's where your body is sending that fat because that's where the depletion is. Interesting. So to move your body, right? Like when you think of, I, I can lose all this weight, but there's this one spot that I'm really struggling with. And mm -hmm. that's a really good indicator of where there might be a blockage mm -hmm. and where even though you are eating all the right foods and you're doing all the right things, that conversion of energy is going to that place because that's where you're depleted. So one of the things to counterbalance that in, in addition to eating the foods that go with that is taking into account how that chakra operates, mm -hmm. right? So stepping into more things that you enjoy is going to release some of that Right? Like, I just think that's really kind of totally. beautiful. That connection with the food is amazing. And yes. Yeah. And even what your body is trying to tell you is so interesting, right? Like, I think so often when we're feeling either something show up that's, that's showing up as a symptom or we're holding body fat in certain areas, your body is trying to tell you. It's trying to get your attention. So if we are willing to listen and, and able to um, connect these things intuitively, we really are learning to work with our body instead of against our body, which I think a lot of people are really in this, like, I hate my body yes. phase, right? And for a lot of people, those signs are showing up mentally. They're showing up emotionally. They're maybe showing up spiritually. But most of us don't listen until it's in our physical, physical. body causing a physical discomfort. Mm -hmm. Right? Which is interesting. So, and then we go to the medical doctor to try to get the prescription for what's going to solve it when really we yeah. kind of have to approach it from all those areas. Yeah. You know? So kind of interesting that way. Totally. Um, totally. Yeah. All right. Next what's one? next? Number three, our yellow, our solar plexus. What's up there? So that's where confidence, inner power shows up and really just operating in our own soul. A lot of um, our intelligence shows up there, just that power, feeling good, and our ability to be in an uncomfortable situation and be okay with it because we know who we are mm -hmm. shows up there. And so when it comes to ailments in the body, for some, heartburn can kind of show up there. Okay, yeah. And yes, and anxiety, when people talk about that pit in the bottom of their stomach, that can show up as um, for me, it has showed up as like the feeling of a concrete ball almost. Mm -hmm. And when it goes around to the back, because I think we often don't think of like the back part of our body as part of that chakra, but it is. And so the, when you have middle back pain, seems like an odd spot to have back pain, but there's a lot of people who actually do that's in connection to feeling supported. Mm -hmm. And you might think, oh, well, I have middle back pain and, you know, my husband supports what I do and my partner supports what I do and my family support. Are you supporting yourself? Mm -hmm. Right. And that comes back to that inner power, that confidence piece. Do you believe in you? Are you supporting your own dreams? Are you supporting what your soul is here for? Mm -hmm. And that can show up as that middle kind of back pain there. Interesting. Interesting. This one almost 
to me almost feels like sunshine, right? Mm -hmm. So I even would say it connects to like feelings of depression or like downness, right? And so when we're seeking out those yellow foods and um, trying to balance the uh, yellow chakra, we're really looking at things like your bananas, pineapple, also things like your whole grains. So Mm. your rices, your breads, they all fall into that particular category. Mango, lemon, they're all going to sit in that yellow chakra. And then... I would say the big thing that also shows up here for a lot of people with the food is thinking about how can you get more vitamin D into your body? And that's through direct sunlight, going outside, getting the balance and the um, the energy that can be infused through the sun. So incredible. Okay. All right. Moving on up to the green, the heart chakra. My favorite. I mean, you shouldn't have favorites, but the heart is totally my favorite. Totally, totally. Um, So the heart is actually where everything comes into balance. So there's three chakras above and there's three chakras below. The three chakras below are very much connected to our human needs, um, very much who we are as humans on this planet. So feeling um, connected to the earth, our pleasure as humans, and then that solar plexus, that inner power piece. And then above the heart is more our connection to the divine. So operating in intuition and knowingness. So that heart is actually, it brings into balance those two, that divine part of who we are and also that human part of who we are. Ailments in the heart can show up as actually pain in the chest and eventually potentially heart attacks that's like the the ultimate um, thing you want to avoid probably when it comes to the heart chakra but it can really show up as for some people it shows up as like feeling weighty on the chest like I just can't catch my breath or it feels like a weight is sitting on top of me or somebody is sitting on my chest and so that can create a lot of pain and a lot of tension that actually extends out to the shoulders um And any pain that is actually in your hands, your arms, and up to your shoulders is in connection to your heart. Because our heart is, sorry, our hands and our arms are our extension from the heart out to the world. So the way that we show love, the way that we show up in the world, when we operate from heart, it comes out. And the way we physically go about living our life, it comes from our hands. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And so with your heart chakra, you're really leaning towards things that are green. Um, and generally, this is you're feeling emotionally drained. And what I find so interesting, and I didn't draw this parallel until you were talking about it, is think about how many times they will say, put more greens in your body. But more like it's such a big thing in the nutrition field. It's like you need more greens. You need more greens. You need more greens. And it's really calling in more love into your body and bringing that green um, heart chakra back into balance so these are things like broccoli kale lettuce spinach chard um celery avocados limes but really when we're wanting more greens into our body and i think most people are lacking in greens right it's really bringing it so that the heart is nourished and that the heart is back into balance and i think it's so amazing because that is the area that most people 
like I'm just thinking most people need more protein and need more greens when they come to me almost every single time. It's like you need to eat more protein, you need more greens in your diet. So lacking the grounding and lacking um, from that heart chakra. So very interesting. I just thought of that right now. So even as you say that, I'm like, oh my gosh, ding, ding, ding. Think about when you get pregnant or before you get pregnant, what do you need in your body? Or what's one of the things that they say is folic acid. Mm -hmm. And that comes in the form of those exact greens, the dark greens, especially. So if you think about a baby, a baby will only, or not only, but the development of a baby is imperative on that folic acid. Mm. What do you need more of if you're going to create a life is more love. Mm-hmm. That baby, you need to like double the amount of love in your body because you're, it's going to another human too. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> oh, I love the little like, downloads as we go, guys. Um, amazing. No, that, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so that is for the heart and... Um, yeah, let's see, bring that into balance. Next is the throat, the blue. Yes. Tell us about that. So throat chakra is speaking your truth, saying what you need to say to the people who need to hear it. And a lot of people struggle with this one because they don't know how to do it in a way that resonates with their soul. So we think of speaking your truth, just, just go do it. But there's some people, well, most people don't know how to do that in a way that resonates with who they are. So if you're a people pleaser or if you're somebody who is here to help, if that's part of your path to be a helper soul, when it comes to saying what you need to say, it can be very tricky because you feel like you're actually not helping. Right. And so it's about framing it in a way that feels right for your soul. So some of us can really operate from that very outward, outgoing, clear, concrete, blunt space. That's Ange guys, if you haven't <laughs> noticed. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't rub up wrong against your soul. Mm-hmm. But then there will be people in your life, I'm sure you can draw a few to mind, that you're like, ooh, that would just not, it would actually cause conflict and stress and strife in their life when speaking your truth isn't supposed to do that. So it's about finding a way that you are able to say what you need to say in a way that feels right for your soul. So it might be in a letter. It might be just journaling it, getting it out. Um, it might be able to say it to a friend, just getting it literally off your chest. And so knowing that speaking your truth, because I think that's a term that gets tossed around so easily and it's kind of a buzz phrase that people use but doing it in a way that isn't going to throw you into chaos mm-hmm. right so if calling everybody in your life who bothers you and telling them to fuck off and get out of your life is actually going to create a ton of anxiety that's not your method to speak your truth mm-hmm. right and so when there is discomfort in the throat the big thing that can show up obviously is sore throats it's interesting it's to swallow hurts to swallow um purging or vomiting is an extreme way that that can show up and people who are prone it's interesting prone to colds tend to have um that difficulty speaking or communicating so the throat the nose the mouth and the ears are actually all connected and when you think of certain specialists there's ear what do they call it ear throat nose or they're all connected and so if you think about communicating 
That's exactly that area to be able to listen, to be able to speak, to be, and the nose is actually connected to the heart. So being able to communicate from your heart, to be able to listen with your heart is all that same area. So any congestion, any soreness, any difficulty um, shows up as a blockage in that area. So ringing in the ears, um, anything that's in that area is actually connected to that throat chakra. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. Um, So with the blue, it's still your blue stuff. So your blueberries will fall into there. But you're also going to have things like kelp falls into helping with balance that particular chakra. Also dragon fruit, apples, pears, plums. They're all really fantastic. And then also things like your warm herbal teas. Mm -hmm. So that can be amazing at helping open that um, chakra up. Lots of water, honey can be really helpful, coconut water, even just lots of hydration can be really helpful. And we think about being able to like flush out a cold or being able to flush out those systems, you'll definitely see that those will be helpful um, with that particular area. What the hell is kelp? So it's kind of like... (laughs) Sorry, I don't know what that is. Yeah, so it's kind of like um, seaweedy kind of thing. Okay. Kind of looks like that. Okay. Okay, so it's in that area. I'm like, I don't know if that's a fruit. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like in the same family as seaweed. Okay, cool. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so next is the third eye. Woo-hoo. So third eye is indigo, which is like a deep between blue and purpley color. And that's um, one of the ailments that shows up for that for a lot of people is headaches. Mm, interesting Mm -hmm. especially headaches in that frontal lobe and so the frontal lobe sorry i'm gonna pull in a little psychology here for you guys um so the frontal lobe is actually our executive functioning part of the brain so it's where we make decisions it's where we're able to weigh out consequences and anybody who operates in a job where they have to make a lot of rational concrete decisions might have struggle with that area because when we're in balance of that area it's equal between our intuition so feeling into something knowing something because you know it and also that rational reason making decisions based on evidence proof kind of thing so it's about having the balance of those two things it's not about over operating in one so anybody who is um, in accounting or banking or somebody who works with a lot of numbers and they have to make a lot of decisions people who are in those ceo or those higher places where they're making decisions for a lot of people and they're connected to outcomes or consequences can really struggle with that part because they're over having they're overusing that or anybody who just is underusing that intuition. So let's say that is what your job is. That's fine. It's good actually. But when you get home, are you still calculating everything in that same manner, right? So when you get home, loosening the grip on that side of the brain or not side of the brain but that part of your frontal lobe and leaning into what do I feel like for supper or even seeing the bigger picture the bigger picture is at the end of the day these quality moments as a family having dinner is what you're going to remember right at the end of the day right versus having it seep in and then you get to the end of your life being like oh my god I spent all this time working on this career and not seeing the bigger picture of your entire life exactly so focusing too much on the details versus that larger picture absolutely so Mm -hmm. that shows up as a lot of yeah a lot of tension people 
who have tension headaches, people who struggle to sleep that can sometimes show up in that area. And um, yeah, that imbalance of being able to use intuition and um, rational reason. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting that you talk about the brain because brain foods are actually what really help with this particular area. Mm-hmm. So again, we're going back to nuts and seeds, omega-3s. They're fantastic for brain health, and they're also going to really help with that third eye. Also, things like eggplant, blackberries, plum, they all fall into that category. Purple grapes, um, purple broccoli, broccoli, purple carrots. So any of those like purple-rich colors will really help with this particular um this particular area and one snack i love for this area is goji berries i don't know if you've ever tried them but they're kind of like the little dried they're pretty expensive but they're incredibly delicious but goji berries are fantastic for brain uh, brain health and then also helpful for their diet Amazing. So again, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about the moms out there and the dads who have teenagers. So interesting part of the brain. So the frontal lobe, because it is our executive functioning, our ability to weigh out consequences is the last part of the brain to fully develop. It can be up to 23 years of age before you're able to actually understand the full impact of a consequence. So, for example, when I was a teenager, ooh, bless my parents' heart, um, mm-hmm. I would drive their red Intrepid at 190 kilometers an hour ooh, down the that's road. Crazy. I know, girl. Yeah. And I knew that if, and I knew, so like my brain knows things. It's not as though the brain doesn't know, but I wasn't able to fully comprehend the consequence. But I did know that A, if I crashed, I was dead. Or somebody else would be dead if I crashed into them. I knew that. I also knew that if I'd ever got caught by the police, I would never drive again. So I knew these things. And yet I still drove until I hit the governor on that car. Not just once. Like, usually I was driving 160 kilometers wherever I went. Mm -hmm. So as a teenager, that part of my brain just simply wasn't developed. So if you are a mom of teenagers... Tuning into the foods that Angela is recommending, right, to help that intuition, to help that develop versus being in that place of depletion and still developing. Mm -hmm. So really helping that teenager who is developing that area with those foods, I think, is incredible. To just make sure that, you know, you've got nuts on the counter and to make sure that you've got all those foods that really help that intuition and the brain yeah yeah. and when I think of teenagers too they are the ones they're deciding what are they doing for a career they're you know socially who is good for you who's not good for you right who am I and so intuition at that age is so important so I think it's incredible that we can give that tool even unknowingly to our kids absolutely Mm. and approach it in a way that is not about weight loss that's totally about having the energy to really rock life so i love it i love it and so the last one then is um yeah it's our crown chakra and it's it's white and the interesting part about this is we a way 
way back, guys, talked about intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is where it all comes together with intermittent fasting. Yeah. So with the uh, crown chakra, oh, I'll let you go first, actually. No, no, no. <laughs> no, dive right in, baby. Follow that just, intuition. I was, yeah, I was just going to say that this is where fasting, juicing, um, abstaining from eating mm-hmm. is actually incredibly helpful to help with connecting with and balancing your crown chakra. So using things like essential oils to open up that particular crown chakra, but not actually consuming food Mm. is an amazing way to bring it back into balance. So still drinking lots of water, detoxifying the body, but just giving your body a complete break from having to digest anything. So that's where fasting comes in and can really help with like um, awakening your consciousness and bring it back into balance. But really it's about not eating, but just using oils and just using hydration to bring it back into balance. That is so incredible, girl. So it's interesting. So the morning meditation that I do, it's at five, but it's supposed to, you're supposed to do it on an empty stomach. Okay. So no coffee yet, no anything. And I just think interesting because we go to that like quantum place where, and so not having your body have to do anything so that all really of your energy can be focused in that place interesting yeah so yeah so and that's that's where I think fasting has its greatest benefits I know a lot of people love to use it just for weight loss but I do think there's so much to be said about going to a place where you are having an awakening or are able to um, just be at those higher levels of consciousness occasionally not all of the time we do have to be grounded but having those periods can be really helpful for people and especially for women I feel like as women we yeah we're just so focused on everything else versus uh taking a little bit of a break from fasting and just going inwards can be really helpful so incredible so I had a download I had no idea that we were going to be doing this but I was thinking about alcohol Okay. And drugs and in connection to that elevation and back down. So I want to, I want to say what kind of came through and you tell me um, what shows up in connection to this with alcohol or drugs, because that's something that many people bring into their life. And where does it fall in connection to the chakras and nutrition and all of that good stuff that you're talking about here. But the thing that came through for me was, so those substances superficially can elevate to a place where we can see things or we can cross certain barriers or um, really feel light and giddy and silly. So I think it's a superficial, it's not organic and it's not necessarily a good way of going about it. But I think there is a superficial ability that comes with some of those things. But the hangover piece is that So let's say that drugs and alcohol takes you into that like other place, that upper, but your hangover. And this is what, how you know it's superficial is that there is such a crash down to making you grounded. So that smash back down the next day or whenever you hit that low is your body trying to ground you like a motherfucker. 
so hard and it's why you crave dirty greasy like foods you just your body is and you eat more and you just feel like crap it's literally your body detoxifying from that superficiality and trying to bring everything back into balance but it slams you down into the ground at that grounding root chakra Interesting. What so do you what think? that so I I do think it depletes those other it depletes those chakras so that makes sense to me what you're saying and all of that all of it makes sense. What it really um, is communicating when you're talking about it though to me is that your body and its intuition mm-hmm. with um, what it needs in that moment it probably does need the greasy, it probably does need all of that to get back into balance. Um, after you've had a night, after you had a night like that, I don't think that avoiding those foods altogether is, um, what I would suggest. What I would caution against though, is that if those are the only ways where you're able to tap into those higher levels of consciousness, I do think that a lot of times we can do it without the substances, but we just are using those as the vehicle. But really, we have access to being able to be there all of the time. We just think that those are the vehicles to do it. So what I question people about or what I would question the audience about is, could you be looking at using things like fasting Mm -hmm to still get to that place without the use of the substance, knowing that you still have it within, even though people will use those as the vehicle. Yes, so. I agree. And that's where I, the superficiality, so it's drawing on all your resources. Um, and actually, the indication that you feel terrible after is a pretty good indicator that it's not actually... And you have no energy. You're right. Because right. like, you've exhausted everything. Right? Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. So you crave those fast and dirty foods because everything is completely depleted. So you want the fastest thing that will kind of get back into your system. However, it's not the best. Again, a superficial vehicle to get you to try to feel like yourself again but leaning into salads and your protein sources and that will actually make you feel better faster um even though those cravings might be showing up for the fast and dirty kind of foods mm-hmm. anyway yeah just kind of like something that popped up that i queried about yeah interesting interesting girl so i think the biggest thing is in my world a lot of times we learn about intuitive eating mm-hmm. so it's like learning to listen to your body so that you're able to essentially either get rid of binge eating or escape the mentality of like you have to be on a strict diet so really just having that food freedom and i think teaching about all of this and restoring balance with the chakras is really intuitive eating but to that next level so not just stopping when you're full and not just okay i feel like eating this thing but really tapping into intuition at a deeper level what does my body actually need right now Mm -hmm. because intuitive eating can just become oh i feel like having a fucking chocolate bar right now Mm -hmm. right okay because when we operate from that feeling place often 
you might not be thinking about what does my body actually need in this moment. So I just welcome the audience as you're looking at your chakras and feeling as though maybe those symptoms are showing up and you have a headache or you're noticing that you're constipated. Looking at it from this perspective, what do I need more of to bring that back into balance so that all of the chakras can be operating in balance as often as possible? Absolutely. I love that. And I think too, even bringing it into your families, right? And looking at your partner and your kids and, right? Like I just think of when you notice something about your child, thinking how can I nourish them so that, like I think of Sully, for example, your little guy, some of the things that showed up in his chakra, just like, oh, well, I know that, you know, maybe we're going to, we're going to make sure we've got more of this available and make sure that we've got more of this on his plate. And just, you know, what's so funny. So this makes me think of exactly that. So he's been obsessed with bananas, obsessed with bananas and bananas are solar plexus. And when he was with you. So guys, just back at this yeah, up. Yeah, Sully yeah. had an appointment with me. Because, for Reiki. Yeah, yeah, for Reiki. And mm-hmm. so some of the things that came through. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. So what was it? It was solar plexus. Um, it was root and throat. throat. Yes. So, but yeah, he's been so obsessed with bananas. Like he will eat two or three bananas a day and I've just been honoring it. Like, yeah. you know, some people will yeah. say, oh, too much sugar. I'm like, nope. He just keeps on wanting a banana. I'm just honoring it. But he intuitively, I feel like, knows that he needs more yellow foods. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. Okay. He's pointing at it. Let the child even go for what they need because he can intuitively I think tell us that that's so, amazing isn't that is because wild. I think a lot of moms go to that place like oh my kid couldn't have three bananas or you think about we had this conversation last Sunday my brother and I like something that your kids literally devoured one day and then the next day they won't even touch mm-hmm. it's like well they're back in balance from that yes. food right like I can't keep eating chicken because you know I'm yeah. that's back into balance. I just, right? Like when they're like, well, I don't like that today. And you're like, mm, okay. And just allowing them, like, honestly, kids are so amazing. Yeah. Like allowing them to have their own intuition. We don't need to like force them to do things yeah. a certain way. They have their own system. Let them tap into it. And I feel like so often in our house with food, we are just very go with the flow. Like I half the time my kids, I'm just like, what do you feel like having? Okay. And often that's different. What my one kid has is totally different than what yeah. my other kid has, which is totally different than what I have. And we just honor it versus feeling as though everybody has to always have the same things. Sure. And I never really thought about it until I started preparing this presentation that I was like, Oh, everybody's just kind of honoring what they need. And even my one son, he's like such a, like, he is obsessed with carbohydrates. Carbohydrates? Yeah, yeah. carbohydrates. Yeah. So, yeah, so with, um, yeah, with carbo, like, like, think about how many rice cakes the has, uh, like, in a day, right? Like, yeah. he, if he could live off of carbs all of the time, that would be, like, just what he would, um, yeah, what he would have. But, yeah, anyways, so. Isn't that funny? And you think of... Like, I think of the little people, especially in my life, who are the meat eaters, right? And some who just barely touch meat. And there's nights where Felix has asked me. Oh, I'm just, I just realized, too, that that carbs are also in the yellow. So both of them are the same. Ah, ding! A little brainwave in there. Um, No, no, no. Um, So there's there's nights. Felix has asked me, Mom, can I just have a plate of potatoes? 
Interesting. Right. And just craving, like, I just want this one food. And there, there are times when we have potatoes at the meal and they don't touch them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting. The like little, so just paying attention to what your kids are drawn to and what's showing up for them. And not making them like I think with these little people, we try to make them do certain things or like always feel the same way. Or, or this is what's right because I don't know somebody out there. Or I made it. it, yeah, yeah, and just honoring it, like mm-hmm. honoring their cycle, honoring their intuition, honoring that like their little souls. We're here to guide them, but we're not here to control them. And I think Absolutely. so often with our kids, even with the food stuff, like. I don't know. My one kid doesn't want his food to touch. I'm like, cool. Your food doesn't, you don't want your food to touch. Like have three separate foods. Yeah. Just honor the fact that that's okay. And yeah, we're, we can really help them optimize their energy systems by letting them speak to their own intuition. So amazing. I do have one last question before we let everybody go. Sure. Where do sweets fall into all of this? Where do sweets? Like with the chakras. Because I just think of I little people who just want to eat, right? Like that. See, and I would say sugar mm-hmm. is, whether it's good or bad, I would say it, always, it often falls back to heart is often where it would go. Or even maybe pleasure. Uh, that's where I yeah. would say I would agree with both of those. Heart and pleasure yeah. would be where it would be. But your body doesn't naturally need sugar. Right. Right. Like your body doesn't yep. naturally. So often I think it's a miscommunication of the, um, the systems. If we're finding that cravings are really high, if you're craving tons of sweets or craving tons of salts, um, sometimes that can be synced with your menstrual cycle. But if you're finding that it's happening all the time, often it's a deficiency in the body. So there's a deficiency of either vitamins or minerals in some capacity that might need to come back into balance. But I wouldn't say that if you're, um, yeah, if you are eating lots of sweets, that that's going to necessarily help any of the chakra systems. You're going to probably find that similar to drugs and alcohol, it will give you a temporary superficial feeling, but won't actually bring any of the chakras back into balance. And that's where I think of that heart chakra. So I know of, um, there's a couple of my clients coming to mind who really felt unloved as children and leaned on food, mm-hmm. right? So there's that lack of feeling, and this isn't for everybody who craves sweets, um, but that lack of feeling loved. So they fill that void with pleasure, mm-hmm. right? And so that's actually, you're trying to take something that is pleasurable, superficial, kind of a quick fix and trying to fill a different void, um, mm-hmm. But obviously it doesn't work. Yes. Right. So that's the part where it's even though your body might be craving it, it doesn't mean that that's actually what is best for it. Right. So we might crave that chocolate, but that chocolate is actually you're trying to get that quick instant fill that void. There's something empty here. Fill it up Mm -hmm. Um, versus those richer, holder foods that you've talked about that actually do kind of um, bolster and boost. They don't, Mm. um, I think of it almost like something that's fake or synthetic. Yes. Right. Versus the real deal. So something that is synthetic is pretending to be Mm -hmm. right. Versus something that is real and whole isn't pretending it's actually going to do that job. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yes. And that's where I think a lot of the food processing that's happened, particularly here in North America, has really taken all the nutrients out of food and put it into 
Like, by the time that we go to consume it, there is no surprise to me that we are, like, more overweight and more sick than ever, that we need more healing in this world than ever, based on the fact that even the foods that we're putting into our body do not have the nutrients that they could have if they were to be in their natural state, right? And I think then you look at other cultures who don't have those issues when it comes to weight and don't have those issues with their healthcare system. And a key part of that, I think, has to do with the fact that the foods that they're eating are not heavily processed, that like they are, um, yeah, they're they're working with food and having food really help nourish those systems. So, and with that, I think there's a big piece in connection to the preparation of that food. So we live in a very urgent society where it's like, I need my food immediately. It needs to happen right now. Yes. Right. We've got hockey or we've got this, or we got to get out the door. There's a very like sense of, I don't have enough time. Yes. In our Western world, whereas I think a lot of those cultures that you're talking about, the preparation of food is actually a really sacred or enjoyable process. And it might be it might take all day and it might be something that or it takes hours and it's part of the process of actually enjoying that food. And so when I think of even the way that we prepare food, so microwaves. Mm-hmm. are the worst possible way to heat up your food. And that's why with formula or with breast milk, you're supposed to heat up water or get a bottle warmer because the microwave actually takes the nutrients mm-hmm. from that formula or breast milk out of it. And your baby's not getting what it's supposed to be getting from that. And that's like 12 seconds mm-hmm. that you nuke it, right? Like that you literally, it's... It, And in 12 seconds or 15 seconds or whatever it is, they're saying over time, there's no nutrients left in that for the baby. Mm -hmm. Isn't that so? But that's what we do with our food. Absolutely. And that's how we heat it up. That's how we prepare it. That's how we, right? And I just think, oh my gosh. So even those nutrient dense foods that we do have, we're fucking pulling it out anyways when we microwave it for two minutes. Totally. Anyways, yeah. Crazy. Wild. Amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. So, we should be telling everybody about what we got coming down the pipeline. Yeah, I, um, yeah I'm excited for everything that's happening this spring. And uh, if you guys want to check out anything that we talk about here, we'll have the details both on my website and on Ashley's website. So AngelaHouk.com um, or SoulPurposeReiki.com, which you've completely revamped your website. <gasps> which is so exciting. But um, the first thing we have to tell you guys about is the Mommy Daughter Program. So this is the program that we put together. Um, Carrie Ann and Vanessa put together a program that is going to essentially help you bond with your daughter. The program includes both exercise, nutrition, and then some conversation starters to really help you and your daughter reconnect, maybe have some deeper level conversations that you haven't had in the past. It's a six-week program, and that program starts on Monday, April 25th. And so you can head on over to our website to be able to get that really affordable program and, um, yeah, be part of a really amazing community of women that uh, will support you along the way to help uh, you and your daughter live a healthy and vibrant life. Incredible. Now, is there ages on that or is it just mother-daughter? It doesn't matter how old, doesn't matter how young. I would say most of the content is geared to be as young as probably four and then all the way up. Yeah, and then all the way up until I would probably say... 
teenage years, I would say if they're kind of past the teenage years, they may find it's not as um, not as interesting. It's more more geared towards younger women, I would say, with that uh, with that piece all Amazing. together. And uh, it's got a cool little workbook that you and your daughter will be able to fill out as you go along with that and really help instill some healthy habits. So awesome. Okay, excellent. All right. What else we got rolling down the pipe here, guys? So I have a Reiki course that's coming up, but it's full. So Reiki level two is full, guys. Um, because of the the need and because of the interest, I will be running another one. So I will keep you posted on the dates for that. And really that's learning how to do what you do, which is help heal through energy work, right? Absolutely. And so people who sign up for level one and level two, Lots of though, if you're only kind of looking to understand it, but also really using it on the people in your life that you love. And so as you get into level three and get into masters, that's more of you wanting to do this as a practice, which I do, right? So actually making a living or having it as something that you do on the side or whatever. But those level one and level two, which you need to complete the other ones, but they really are for, I think, of the moms who want to do Reiki on their kids and, you know, help them clear energy or help them with those social stresses or whatever may be going on for them. And as you get into level two, it kind of turns into more friends and people that are like, oh, that's kind of neat. Like, I want to try it. Um, but you may be, some people might be, um, if you're looking at doing it as a practice, certainly, but you maybe aren't charging money for those people. You're doing it because you are invested in healing and you want to try it and um, you can see it as a part of your life that will be helpful. Um, yeah, so those level one, level two are more those basic, I really just want this to be a part of my life kind of thing. Amazing. Amazing. And then the other thing we have coming down the pipeline is our retreat. Well, not our retreat. The retreat we're speaking at in Florida. The What's Next retreat. We had Elise Free on a couple episodes here talking about what that's all about. But that's really a Friday to Sunday, three-day amazing retreat in St. Petersburg, Florida. This particular retreat is going to see, hopefully, Ashley. Yeah. Yeah, depending on... Yeah, depending on travel, but we're really hoping that Ashley is going to be able to be there and be uh, able to teach about Reiki and be able to teach about energy. And then for me, my presentation is about um, what we talked about today. So nutrition built around the chakras, but also the integration of that with human design. So eating the way and establishing routines in the way that you were uniquely designed to uh, be operating from. Incredible. So that's that. And last thing we want to tell you guys about is the retreat that we are hosting. We will share a lot more details coming up. We're just kind of honing the last few bits, but that will be hosted at my place um, in Teeswater. So 51 acres is going to be a wellness women's retreat that is about connection and really just for anybody who is seeking who they are, finding out more, getting clear, and just really connecting with other women. Um, So we will share more on that one coming up, Um, but that one is coming down the line, and we're just hashing out the last little details, so stay tuned. Absolutely, absolutely. And with all that being said, guys, we want to thank you, as always, for tuning in every Thursday and checking us out, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye.